Here we are, bottom of the Smash Mountain, and today it is a privilege, it's an honor to be joined by CLG's very own SFAT, who has so many club whatever the technical term is, but so many things that he has accomplished through Melee, so we are not going to be able to get to them all today, but SFAT, first of all, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me on. I was able to have an interview with Pew Pew U a couple of months ago, and that was awesome. And obviously coming fresh off of retirement, I think he did an interview with you. And I want to say, uh, I, I think of him as Dr. Matt, but on the 1HP Gaming channel, you, mm. were, you were all able to sit down and have a conversation. One of the things that you talked about was was prepping your goat meal, which I thought was the greatest concept or one of the greatest concepts for a vegan breakfast, this sort of a way to start your day. Super, super cool. I just wanted to hear uh, if that is the normal morning routine for you nowadays to still go for that, or is there a few other options for things that you like to do to start your day now that you're kind of settled up there in NorCal? Um, yeah, well, actually, recently, I just recently moved into a new place with my with my coach, Bobby, and his girlfriend. And we're in we're in Davis right now. Um, still goat meal, still oatmeal pretty much every morning um, with some veggie milk, chia seeds, some fruit, and um, some like these Beyond Vegan sausages that are pretty bomb. And I was that's hearing. Kind of like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's my morning, pretty much every morning. That's awesome. Actually, early afternoon, but. There's a certain amount of, well, working might not be the right way to describe it, but when you play melee tournaments, it doesn't happen at nine o'clock in the morning and then you're done by five, obviously. It's a, mostly a nighttime thing, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about your stream. So twitch.tv slash sfat17, I was able to listen to a recording from about a week ago or so where you were able to go on a nice little TMT run and I was hearing some highlights. I wanted to also give a shout out to some of your mods, VanBubbles4, Mova underscore 94, Bobby Siege, who you just mentioned you're, you're rooming with for, for your Twitch stream it's not something that you've been super into doing like at all times throughout your career. Something that you mentioned on a, a really awesome interview between you and Kevin Deere for Good Morning Melee was that you kind of wished maybe you could go back and tell yourself, hey, it's not just about being good at Smash, it's also about content, how many Doritos you can sell if you were to ask, if you were to ask Slime. But as of now, you are streaming on a somewhat regular basis. So how's that been treating you recently? Um, yeah, I've been streaming a little bit more lately. It's it's summertime, so I'm on summer break right now from uh, from school. So I have a little bit more time. And, um, you know, I, I feel like I don't put a ton of effort into my stream. I sort of just turn it on and play whatever I was going to play anyways and and talk to you know whoever wants to come in and chat um but it's it's been fun it's been a fun way to you know kill some time and you know connect with people i haven't connected with in a while so i've been enjoying it that's really cool and you also get to just like you said you're kind of killing two birds with one stone but the questions that i had from you from your longtime teammate from Kevin from Pew Pew U was 
do you like piercings? Just, do you know where this is going? Do I like piercings? Yes. Uh, like, do I find them attractive or? Do they taste good? Is that getting closer to the story? He, wanted, <laughs> he was hoping you would tell a certain story about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I guess um, what he was hinting at was, I used to have my tongue pierced and uh it was it was a struggle because those things come out really easily and whenever a few times at a tournament actually i ended up swallowing it <laughs> multiple times and uh yeah that's i mean that's the whole story <laughs> it's a shame too cuz like i i liked it but i also it was a it was something that I always played with in my mouth, and I know it was it was slowly fucking the inside of my mouth up with my teeth and stuff. But so I'm glad it's gone. But I I do miss it sometimes. But uh, one of the times that it accidentally got lost is when you also like went on to win a tournament the same night. Was that a just just one yeah. random time or? So I think it was a smash and splash, or no? Was that a, yeah, I think it was a smash and splash where maybe we had just we had just won like winners quarters or winners semis or something and then and then I was playing with it in my mouth and I'm like and then all of a sudden I'm like oh shit where to go <laughs> and you know I leaned over to Kevin and Bobby I was like I think I just swallowed my my tongue piercing and Kevin looks over at me like what like are you are you serious right now? Like, we're about to play. I'm like, so, you know, and I didn't know, like, how long it would take for it to close. So I was a little worried, but I think we, we ended up playing it through, winning the event, and then we went to, like, some piercer to to get, uh, you know, like a replacement thing for my tongue so it wouldn't close. But it's still that was just the... one of the few times... You know that I've swallowed it at a tournament, unfortunately. But like you said, you've you've been able to move on, even if you do miss it a little bit. All right. So yeah. you were talking about having break from school, and I was I was curious about that. School is something that something that I never really got into, or have been tempted to go back to. I didn't go to college, but you find it to be, despite the fact that it's kind of tedious, like schoolwork usually is no matter what age you are, but you found it to be something that you can apply yourself to and that it's, it's, it's benefiting you, not just for getting a piece of paper. That's obviously great, but it also makes you feel more productive, which just makes you feel better all around. So you have one year left, if I recall. Is it sort of getting any sort of senioritis or is it just more of like, I'm looking forward to this, I'm going to ride this coast of momentum and it's going to be awesome? Yeah, well, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do afterwards. Mm. Um, you know, um, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of directions I could take my life and I'm not really sure which one I want to go down yet. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough subject. I haven't, I haven't been able to sit down with myself and give it a whole lot of thought yet. Um, I'm sort of just kind of going through the motions of smash school gym and seeing what opportunities come up and 
you know, like, like for example, I'm, I'm studying climate science and like, that's something that I'm pretty passionate about. And I feel like, like I could get a lot of fulfillment working in, um, but I, yeah, you know, I, I'm not, I, I have to look more into the opportunities that are available or, you know, psychology, I could do psychology, but then I might have to go to grad school. So more school. There's, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of, a lot of pieces to consider. And then also CLG, right? Like still part of CLG and CLG is great to me. Like I, I really have enjoyed my almost six years yeah. on CLG. So it's a lot of different paths and, uh, I'm sort of just taking it day by day right now. Like, I haven't, uh, eventually, probably in a few months, I'm going to have to sit down and like, think about, all right, what am I going to do in June? Like what direction am I going to go? But, um, as of right now, I'm just sort of playing melee, keeping my melee skill up, you know, getting ready for school, going to the gym a lot with Bobby. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're not just killing it on the sticks. You're also killing it in the gym and being the veggie monster that we all know and love. So that's really cool that I feel like it's, it's a great thing for me to consider that I am not in the, uh, I'm actually probably in the worst shape of my life because uh, I'm only 25. It's not like I'm 40, but the point is, is that I should look to people like you who make melee work, make school work and a social life. Oh, and also going to the gym. You sort of have been able to carve out everything for yourself. Would you give credit to establishing a routine and sticking to it? Or would you say there's sort of like that intrinsic motivation from inside that makes you go, and I'm going to the gym now as compared to just staying home and having Doritos? Um, <laughs> yeah, the routine definitely helps, but I think more so it's just like there like there are just certain things i want to do in the day and i make sure that i do them right and like gym is one of them like no matter no matter what time it is like i don't necessarily go to the gym at the same time every day but but i do go to the gym and so like in my head it's like it doesn't matter where it falls in it just i need to get to the gym another thing is like i need to play some melee i need to doesn't need to be like three, four, or five hours of melee, but you know, at least half an hour of practice and then of solo practice, and then you know, maybe like an hour with um, with a partner, <clears throat> and like that's that's good, right? It's like it's like its own little gym in itself, and so, um, yeah, like these priorities, these are high on my priority list, and I just make sure to get them done, basically. And so I, think, I think anyone, sorry, I think anyone can do them. Mm -hmm. I think also what's really helpful, this is something that I'm missing in terms of like a, the healthier living lifestyle piece is that it also seems like to be a social thing as well. If you're going with Coach Bobby in particular, or if there's other people that you know there and they're going, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Good to see you. Good to see you come through again. And obviously playing Melee, that's a very social thing even right there, even if it's online obviously it's great in person so that's really cool to hear that you're able to make time for all those things and it you know you seem to have a lot of things down i'm trying to give you a compliment that's the best way for me to phrase it i wanted to ask you about the current melee landscape you are somebody who has gone from competing and playing well in online events 
winning brackets and also competing in Smash Summit 11. And you didn't place as high as probably as you wanted to, or, or maybe you can tell me you were happy with your placement, whichever. But that is the, the interesting discussion a lot of people are talking about right now where you have to think about online existing as IRL starts to come in. And of course, that also depends on what the pandemic is going to be like. We don't know that either, but there's kind of a small mix of locals, the smaller tournaments and online stuff of what, where do you land with all of that? How much are you playing offline versus online? Um, yeah, most, actually all my practice is still online. Um, I really enjoyed Summit, though the TV is like, I don't miss the TVs. The TVs are ugly and misshaped and they're all different and I, I much prefer monitors. They're much clearer and crisper. You can see everything on the screen. Um, you know, the one thing I do miss from the CRT or online is the, the sound cue for 4B, but pretty much everything else is like, I would much rather play on monitor. and. Um, I know that they can do monitors instead of CRTs, so like hopefully for future events, um, that's what they do. But um, yeah, you know, Smash Summit, I was really fortunate and I'm really happy that I was able to go. I'm, I did not place as well as I wanted. And I think everyone sort of placed, everyone, everyone played a little bit below their normal. Um, as as the first tournament, you know, I think everyone was a little bit nervous. Um, but I'm really happy that I got to go because uh, I hadn't seen all those all those guys in so long. And then it was just it was just a blast. Like it was just like a week of fun, hanging out. The only, everyone and everyone's like the same, you know, it's been like a year and a half. And you think like maybe maybe people are a little different, but not nah, like everyone is how you remember them. And with the caveat being that I think everyone had a little bit lower social energy, but other than that, like it was, it was great. That's awesome to hear. And the doubles for that. So this is probably another whole tangent subject. So I'm trying not to make you feel like you have to branch too far into different things, but you placed very well with the doubles event. You won with Mango. The up tilt is something that I will remember for at least a little while. That was awesome. <laughs> so oh, the up tilt, yeah. yeah, the up tilt with on the uh, Yoshi's of Ganondorf. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, it was different than the normal standard doubles format. It wasn't double elimination. You had to pick a different character. Like in each set, you couldn't play as the same character game to game. You had to pick a different character. So like, was that something that you feel insulted by? Or are you just happy to play in a doubles format of any kind? Like what, what, did, what came out of it for you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was a little bummed that it wasn't the regular doubles event. I think there were, there was plenty of time to include it, but um, you know, I think it was a fun, a fun mix-up that we hadn't done before and experimented with before. It would have been fun if it was double elimination. I don't know. I would have just liked to play more doubles, but um, you know, I think I think it was a good idea by the team, by this Beyond the Summit team. Um, but I I will always prefer to play like regular doubles because. I don't know. The regular doubles is just a lot of fun. I, in fact, played some last night with uh, Rocky, Shroomed, and S2J, and 
it was great. Like just playing some high level doubles again was a lot of fun. The last time I remember seeing you play in an even it was just an exhibition match for one of the Gallant Melee Opens. I think it was the spring edition, but you and Pew Pew you unfortunately lost to to Shroomed and S2J, but you got the run back afterwards. I, I loved what PPU said. He said that you told them congratulations for winning the interview because you ended up taking several hundred dollars off of KFC or whatever the amount yeah. was, but you got the run back. So it would you say that when the chance comes, you're always going to go, yes, high level doubles, other top players want to play doubles right now. Awesome. Like even if it's not for money matches or anything, you just love playing doubles. Yeah, totally. That's yeah, so cool. Like, um, I, I, not that I'm you, but like I'm trying to think about what would happen if I played with one relatively static teammate. It's not like you've never teamed with somebody else besides Pew Pew you in your career because you have, but it, in the event of Pew Pew retiring, which he has, is more or less going to be inactive on the sticks. Like my mm -hmm. perspective would be if my teammate had retired like that, I would go like I feel like a little bit of myself would just sort of like fade away. I don't know. It, it's it's hard because in football, people who are your teammates around you either retire or they get traded to other teams. So that kind of thing happens and you just make it work with whoever. And that is a question that PPU was interested in hearing also besides the whole doubles thing that I just brought up, but who you plan on teaming with in the future for future IRL majors. Uh, yeah, I don't know yet. A lot of people have been asking me that question, and they're trying to swoop me up. Um, <laughs> One of the best I, doubles players of all time, let's make it clear. <laughs> I don't know yet. There's a, I think it would be fun to team with a lot of people, uh, you know, like Cody, IBDW, or Rocky would be fun to team with. Um, it really depends on, like, who's going to the event, you know, like, since not all people are going to go to all LAN events or, um, so I don't know. I think, I think I might team with IBDW at Riptide. I think we talked about that at Summit. Um, I think it'd be fun to team with Rocky if he travels to events. Um, but I don't know if I'll have like a static person i would team with you know like i think i might just hop around and team with a bunch of people who just want to play and then uh you know kevin i don't know if kevin still feels this way ppu but he he did mention that he wants to attend a a tournament in person as a spectator first and then he would enter doubles events so we we'll, we'll see if he We'll see how long that takes for that to come to fruition, but um, that's definitely an option too. Yeah, I was I was about to say I, I do vaguely recall him mentioning that he just wants to go to a tournament purely as a spectator, which uh, that kind of makes sense. Just to feel like I want to go just to hang out, like I don't want the pressure of competition. But but something that you have said in, in previous interviews, you would you would talk about playing doubles from the perspective of the pressure definitely is less because you're sharing the responsibilities, you're sharing the play, you're sharing the mentality with somebody else. And so I think, of course, that's what makes you a great teammate. And you can do that with just about just about anyone. So if it's with IBDW or Rocky or any other players down the line, I'll be excited to watch. 
I myself am just so not understanding of what's happening while playing doubles or watching doubles. But when the team combos happen and you've done so many cool team combos, I'll just be like, yes, this is so cool. Like, you know, clip it or whatever. So I wanted to kind of visit the idea of Slippy ranked. So this is something that you've, you've said before on your interview with Kevin Deere, actually, that you were looking forward to when it comes, not that I'm trying to put any extra pressure on Fizzy because he doesn't need any. The Slippy online rollback is already amazing. But with the eventual implementation of, of Slippy ranked, I, I think to myself of all the cool things that come out of it, but then the interesting question of how much does it matter towards towards rankings and that sort of thing? Does it get complicated in your head or does that really not matter to you as a competitor? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, it it depends like how it's gonna turn out you know the way i imagine it is it's gonna be kind of like um smash ladder anthers smash ladder rankings where the people who are gonna be on top are the people who's gonna be grinding the most and so it's not gonna be a real reflective it's not gonna be a true reflection of who's actually the best uh, I think it's more going to be like an exciting like content um, machine that a lot of players are going to use to pump out content of like who can get number one first or like how far can don't test me go mm-hmm. or you know like like those type of things uh, which is going to be a lot of fun and you can definitely bet that all of us are going to be playing a lot of ranked but in terms of like using the rankings for like uh like as a qualifier or like as a way to like seed tournaments i don't know if how accurate it'll be you know it's tough to say maybe maybe it turns out that like the top 10 on the slippy rankings is pretty close i'll bite like one or two people to the actual top 10 but you know we're not gonna know until until we play it so but I, I would think that it's not going to be a true reflection of, like, the top level. So Something that you have have talked about a lot is, like, your, your mentality. And I'm curious, from your perspective, if you're the evolution of your play, once you, you, of course, it was different than when you first started in 2006. But by the time you got to top player status and you've been there, for years now where you're perennially top 15 top 10 player if your play has changed more than your mentality which one has changed more the the playing itself or the mentality that you have about the game and about competition <laughs> since 2006 i mean i think Ooh, both no, have... no i mean since you became a top player uh, i'm sorry no your play has obviously uh, changed since 2006 sorry my bad and so I became a top player. Yeah, I mean, even still, I think both have made really dramatic leaps. Um, you know, like, if you watch a video from me from 2012, I look like a scrub who can't make it out of pools. At least in to me. Like, I look at myself in 2012 and I'm like, ugh, like, what are you doing? Um, but... I don't know. It's it's uh it's tough to say. Probably I guess probably mentality. Like as I've grown up and aged, you know, I've 
not only think about the game differently, but just think about the world differently and think about life differently. So that definitely affects my play too. Um, but I will say that like, like my play, it is harder to make leaps in my play now than in than when I was like first coming up or when I was like first a top player. I felt like there's so much to learn, so much to absorb and take in, and there still is a lot to learn and take in, but now it's it's it feels like less learning new things and more like remembering old things and re-implementing them and like using them in a new creative way. So it's like less of like new and more of like recycling old that hasn't been used in a while, which is a little bit more difficult. <laughs> yeah, it, it it does seem to me as if there are things, and I don't, I, I haven't followed Melee long enough to be able to say this accurately. I'm not a historian by any stretch, otherwise you would be on Melee stats. But I, I feel like that occasionally something works for a while in the the meta, I'm using air quotations for people listening, the meta that works and then it doesn't work for a while, but then it sort of sneaks back in because melee is deep enough that when you optimize, something kind of chinks loose and then something that might have not worked for a while all of a sudden works again because it kind of sneaks in. That's what makes melee super, super cool. I heard you talking to somebody in your stream on the stream that I was listening to today of how they said, does drill to down tilt, is that true? Because I feel like that's true. And you were able to accurately break it down. So like you said, short answer, no. But then you gave the true long answer of like percents and like what the character weight matters into the whole thing. You seem to have like a lot of it, a lot of it down even now. Is that credit to you, of course, um, but how much credit are you willing to give Coach Bobby on stuff like that? Um, yeah, no, he helps me with that stuff all the time, like um, formulating game plans, breaking a game down into into you know what, how much how much of a frame advantage do I have off of like Marth forward airing my shield, for example, like how much time do I have? what can i what can i actually do if martha ariel's my shield and like a lot of that is credit to bobby like bobby figures a bunch of that stuff out for me um so i'm very i'm very lucky and i'm very happy that he is still working and part of clg because uh without him then i'd have to do a bunch of that stuff and that's not really <laughs> the most fun part of playing melee <laughs> right because you're not actually playing at that point it still feels like a lot of theory crafting and also there's websites or whatever top player resources all that all that kind of fun stuff mm -hmm. but this is mm -hmm. this is sort of reminding me of something that i wanted to ask you about and slipping from me slightly but basically i feel like it has to do with okay yes so this is something that i thought of almost right away after grand finals of summit 11 which was an all-time set that kind of thing when Mango beats Zane two games as Fox against Zane's Marth on Final Destination. Something that you have said in interviews as early as June of 2015, you lost to Mewtwo King at a random tournament that I can't remember the name of anymore, and you went on the mic with Toph, and you insisted, 
I don't think it's as strong as a pick for Marth as everybody is saying. And there's people in the YouTube comments just roasting you. But hey, what can people say now? The proof's in the pudding at the top level. But I'm just curious of like what your reaction to that was. And do you want to take a victory lap or two, that kind of thing? I'm sure you already have, though. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what there is to say, you know, like that hasn't been said already. I think uh, Mango played really, really well. I think Zane obviously didn't play his best, right. but, but, you know, look, Mars just has a really strong punish on, on FD, but it's only up into a certain percent. And then if you get to that percent, you know, where you're at like 100, 120, it becomes really hard for Marth to kill you. And Fox can get in on Marth and like, I mean, you you guys saw what Mango did. Like, it's just, it's, it's possible. It's possible. And like, I think for a long time, people, people just shut off FD because they were tired of getting chain grabbed and chain grabbed and chain grabbed. But um you know i'm <laughs> i think it's pretty funny that now I, I don't think there's anyone i don't think any of the top players are saying like oh now marth now fox beats marth on fd i don't think anyone is saying that right um but it is it is funny now that mango was able to do it twice in a row to win the first set like pretty incredible actually I want to give a shout out to Last Stock Legends, which put out a really cool, they put out a really cool video uh, yes, just yesterday. Lucky's talking about the game. He's talking about as long as there's players like me and Mango playing the game of playing Melee like of what it could be as compared to what it should be, the competing idea of playing optimally and playing style may not be the right way to put it, but Melee is that kind of game where I feel like there will never quite be because, and you've said this before in interviews yourself, that it's impossible to play the game 100% tasks. It's just too fast. We can't react fast enough. I think that when people say Marth should always win that matchup on Final Destination versus Fox, they just don't quite take into account or enough into account that nerves, that it's two people playing, will always be a factor even if you can't put that into a box like you can put numbers or distances or hit boxes hurt boxes i think that's so cool so yeah, the, yeah mm -hmm. people forget about the human element and uh it's it's very real it's very real so now uh, the cool thing hopefully to come in the near future and you can tell me how you feel about it is 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 your turn because you have gone to bat for this matchup and and in general I, I think your mentality is like it's one of my favorite mentalities of like how you talk about playing that i that i know of of, of watching different top players you just want to doesn't matter where doesn't matter how you want to try to win and you want to win well you're very competitive I, I love that the the spirit that you bring of competition to melee but are you going to get a turn hopefully against zane and try to make that happen like what are your thoughts about that uh yeah i got to play zane at smash summit mm -hmm. a few in a few sessions and they were going mostly well but there's still a lot of decision making that needs to be improved on from my end um but yeah i mean i you know, I would love to play 
I'd love to play Zane in bracket and defeat him once and for all. Um, it's it's a shame though because on the West Coast it sort of feels like there aren't there aren't a ton of people playing. I can think of maybe like a handful, four or five people who play a lot consistently at the top level, um, and. It, I just wish like we could play the East Coast players with the same ping as the West Coast players, but fortunately we're not, uh, you know, not everyone is blessed to have fiber, so it's difficult to say the least. But I wish I got more, I wish I could play Zane and Cody more often and Moki, um, Nun, uh, Wizrobe, like I wish I could play those guys more often. But with like cross country connectivity, it's it's difficult and like you know they're not chomping at the bit to you. You'll go to either top player Discord or just messages or however it works at the top level and go, "Who wants to play East Coasters? Where are you at?" And they're all like, ah, "I don't know. You're on the West Coast." And you go, "What's mm-hmm. that's." It, it does seem as if, and this is something that probably everybody knows who's listening to this, is that there's a certain amount of perfection that Melee players love seeing. That's why there's a CRT versus monitor debate. That's why there's stage pick debates and character tier lists. It, it can be any context, but with connectivity, that uh, I can kind of see how people would just go at a certain level. It doesn't feel playable to me. And that's mm-hmm. that is that is a shame. But do you get tempted to... Well, call out is the wrong word, but I think that there are people who probably either think to themselves or say in certain amount of discourse that players who are not super active on like a regular basis, that there's something wrong with that. I think, I don't, I think that's a bit of a flawed premise just because you need to have breaks. You can't play melee every single day uh, at a high competitive level, like every single day, every single weekend, every single like whatever that there has to be certain amount of breaks from like high level competition playing casually is like, a, is a different thing. You're in a different mindset and you're not putting as much stress on your hands. But from your perspective, like what do you say to people who go SFAT's not playing enough. SFAT should be entering more and ev- more events or when people say that about top players in general. Yeah. So I, I would say that those, those players have sort of this flawed mindset too, where, you know, it doesn't, you don't need to enter, a bunch of tournaments to first be playing right like you can be playing a lot and not be entering a lot of tournaments like they're different they're different skills and um these days like i much prefer to like reserve my tournament energy for tournaments that are large and important right and i in the past years i would try to enter everything, go to everything. And I got really good at playing in tournaments, um, but I wasn't really improving the smaller things about my play. My play wasn't really changing that much because I wasn't putting a lot of time into like different edge guard flow charts or different punish game flow charts. Um, I was just, I was getting good at entering tournaments. Like my nerves, were pretty pretty solid um if i entered like a random local tournament or or even like a smaller regional tournament like i could i could perform really well um 
And so, you know, I don't think you necessarily need to burn all your tournament energy. And it takes a lot of energy to go through a tournament. Because it, it could be like a one-day thing or a three-day thing. And, you know, n now I try to enter like one big tournament a month. You know, one small local a week sometimes. Um, and I spend a lot of time just like doing solo practice. Like every single day I do solo practice try to play like an hour with um with someone and like for me like that's good right and I, you know i encourage like everyone who's listening or watching to to find the balance that they need with melee and it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be what someone else's balance is and maybe they like don't even have balance right like people who are play six to eight hours a day like I would say that's pretty unhealthy and like you should probably find other things to you know keep your mind preoccupied with and your body because you don't want to wear down your hands too much and you don't want to fill up your your melee mind too much where you get burnt out right like burnout is a very serious uh problem with melee players and it happens very quickly and it, it can sneak up on them if they're if they're playing six to eight hours a day so, you know, for me, like, to prevent burnout, like, this is what I need to do, right? Like, this is, I need to play a, a few hours, a couple hours a day, and enter one big tournament a month, one small local a week, um, and, like, that's that's good for me. And I think that there's a lot to be said for, for somebody who wants to just kind of, like, grind it out, and when they feel tired to go twice as hard or twice as long that maybe you can keep that up for a little while, but it all eventually does catch up to you. Not that I'm a top level melee player, but just like in, in general life, like I, I worked too much for a stretch of time and then I got so sick, I couldn't go back to work for almost a month. So uh -huh. it's like you have to, you have to really pay attention to the cues that your body's giving you, even if they're subtle sometimes that. And, yeah, and I ahead. get it. Like I get it. Like, you know, a lot of players think like, Ah, but you, you know, you've been playing for like 10 years, like 15 years, like I have so much time like to make up for it. I have to catch up. Like if you're only playing one hour a day, I have to play for like 15 hours a day to, <laughs> to make up for that time. Right. But, but the actuality is like, you don't need to. And it like, sure you, you might need to play a couple more hours than me, but you don't need to play you don't need to spend all day every day, right? Like you, you definitely need to find the balance, you know, take the breaks, you know, rest, like, um, you know, in, in the fitness world, like people who go to the gym a lot, you know, you hear them say that the rest, rest days are just as important as the workout days. And so you really need to make sure that you have this balance of, of play and rest. Otherwise you, you're going to crash and then you're not going to be able to play like you said for for longer than you anticipated so for for longevity's sake you need to take breaks and you need to take them often because we play a game that's very mechanically intense um not only mechanically intense but also mentally intense so and know, all this I would say just mm -hmm. find the balance i love that You'll go to these IRL majors, hopefully in the near future, something like Riptide, for example, or down the line, where you'll finally get to have that 
all that stuff going through your head and you're minding your own business and then an idiot like myself comes up to you and is like, yo, S-fat. Like I'm sure, and this is something that you talked in your stream a little bit as well that you don't necessarily mind people recognizing you and being like, are you S-fat? Like it's like, you're like, okay, we can be chill about this. It doesn't have to be a whole thing, but like you don't really mind that much. But what are some things... (laughs) Because I heard a story from, okay, I heard a story from Ted Green of Alston Melee, so shout outs, love their top tens, where he's at a friendly station somewhere in some tournament, and he knows that you and Vish are teaming at a nearby setup on a double setup or whatever, but he just hears somebody come over, plop themselves down, start talking your ear off about how you, Fat are their eighth favorite player, but they like other players better. And I'm just hearing this story from Ted and going, who would do that? But like, what is going to be your mindset for going back to an IRL major where it's not just summit and everybody's like mostly chill, but instead there's going to be like a lot more people. It's going to be like a crowd you haven't seen in such a long time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, uh, given it a lot of thought. Um, I don't know. I'll probably just be like, like, hey guys, I, I mean, I don't know. I, it's tough to say without the situation in front of me, but um, I think I think Levin was a bit ahead of his time when he was sort of like distancing himself from from viewers and spectators. Um, and what I thought at the time was like kind of harsh and like rude. Like I used to think that. I should talk to all the fans because because having fans is great. And like, if I was a fan, I would want the person that I'm trying to talk to uh, to talk to me. But like, also at the same time, it takes a lot of energy to talk to that many people. And, um, you know, I think I think when tournaments, when when Riptide, for example, I'm going to Riptide in about a month. Um, you know, it's it's. It's another thing why I really appreciate having Bobby because Bobby sort of um, one he sort of like a blocks bouncer? people out for me. Yeah, he sort of bounces <laughs> people off, um, but also he like schedules like, hey, all right, so here's your pool. Um, your pool time is this. You know, we should we should wake up at this time so we can eat, and then you can warm up for an hour, and then you play, and then afterwards, you know, we can go take a break. Uh, we can either go back to the hotel room or like go take a walk and you know so i'm very i'm very um glad to have bobby have someone like that where i can he allows me to like focus a lot of my attention and energy on the the game while i'm at a tournament and that way i don't have to like waste a lot of time and energy um figuring that stuff out for myself especially on tournament day um but that's not to say that like I I won't talk to people if they come up to me or if they if they like want some a picture or something like I'm I'm definitely if I have the time then like I do it but obviously if I don't have the time then like I'm I'm also not afraid to be like hey like let's do this later so yes it, it matches the PSA that went along with the Summit Eleven I like that skit where it's like, <laughs> Mango's your favorite player, but right now he's not really incentivized to talk to you. Also, he just lost a set. So like, this is not a good, this is not a good time. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of Smash Summit skits, I must say, and it's probably a waste of time to most people, but my favorite skit of all time does actually involve you. It's the Whiplash parody. It's not my favorite. <laughs> it's not my favorite because I liked Whiplash the movie. I haven't even seen it. I just thought that you and Bananas did such an excellent job acting it out. Like afterwards, <laughs> I watched the scene in the movie and I was just floored. I was like, that almost matches entirely. Not that it's not per. It's not perfect, but it's just. Mm-hmm. Do you have any As memories from that day, or has anybody ever asked you about it besides me? I'm sure people have. Um, about that skit, yeah, or, just, or maybe, um, or how do you yeah. feel about acting in general? No, <laughs> about the skit mostly. <laughs> I I, I like I like that skit a lot. It it was a really good one. I think uh, it's definitely one of my my favorite at at the skit at the summit place. All the summit skits are like super fun to be a part of, and um. And now, like, their new place, they have a studio, so there's just so much more room, and, like, it feels like there's more um, more freedom to be creative in terms of uh, the production. Because before, we were, like, limited to a little, a little, well, it wasn't a little house, it was a pretty big house, but for that skit, we were in, like, this tiny little room, right. and we did the whole skit in this, in this one little room. And, uh, but now, now it's, you know... It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> so are you looking forward to something like basketball coming back or do you just go, uh, can we bring back soccer or, or Kung Fu? Uh, Those were two events that are two sports that you played uh, growing up, if I recall correctly and actually Kung enjoyed. Fu. Yeah. I don't know what we would really do for Kung Fu, but um, <laughs> I, I, I liked basketball. I really like the physical element that summit provided this time around. And I definitely want them to provide something. It doesn't necessarily have to be basketball, although if it is, like, I'm down for it. Um, soccer would be another good one. Uh, I think, like, Ultimate Frisbee might be fun. But I love Ultimate I Frisbee. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of Smash players know how to throw Frisbee, so they would probably suck more than a, more than a basketball. Like, if they can't shoot a basketball in a hoop, <laughs> there's no way they have the technique to throw along this, you know. But I think it would be a lot of fun. You know, I, I too am a big fan of Ultimate Frisbee. So that's just crazy to me to think that. Uh, anyway, uh, of course I know how to throw. It's like riding a bike to me, but uh, that's insane that there somebody wouldn't know. But you're right. I saw the compilation of missed free throws for the basketball summit. <laughs> so that was that was fun to yeah. watch. Yeah, just imagine that. But like someone throwing a frisbee and then it like landing right in front of them like sixteen times. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a great compilation but probably not worth the two hours of setup and everybody running around and going this is a lot of running can we go back to basketball but something that i <laughs> thought of while you were talking kung fu would be difficult to do but one of the competitions you used to do was you would do certain strikes techniques and it wasn't actually in a the context of fighting one-on-one versus somebody else for a match it would actually just be the like demonstration of your form and be judged on that so would there be a way to somehow do melee poses? You can even have like a trampoline, like a really big one, not an S-fat size trampoline, but a really, really big mm-hmm. one or ball pit to sort of like jump from a diving board and try to do like a falcon knee in the air. Does that sound like something you want to do or do you not want to bother signing paperwork and doing that? Uh, that would, I, I don't know. I guess that would be fun, yeah. Tough to be like... It would be tough to make that into a competition, you know. I guess like we would have judges or like chat or, you know. 
I don't know. I don't know how it'd come out, but you know, if whatever Summit puts on, I'll, I'll be happy to be a part of it. I'm hoping that I'm hoping to. Well, if I don't get anybody from Summit to watch this, for my last way to spend this would be if you can get Mango and Zane into a pool and to get donations to draw, then maybe you get three or two or whatever amount of people to do melee poses, donations to make so and so do this pose, and then you just do that for an hour or so. That's the last idea. All right. Yeah. I'll I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll move on. <laughs> Uh, to start to get in the direction of closing up, I wanted to ask you about the fact that Melee is officially turning 20 in in the end of this year, in December. Everybody's called it a 20-year-old game for a year or two now, and you can't help it. You're just close enough. But it actually does <laughs> truly turn 20 this year. So you've had a significant impact on its history. How much of that really matters to you in the moment or when you look back or do you just try to think about moving forward and continuing to put the name of SFAT into that that echelon of players who changed the game uh yeah i honestly i don't when i look back on melee i don't feel like i've had it's 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 hard to see like my own impact in the game. Like I can very clearly see other players' impacts. Mm -hmm. Um, but like personally I I don't <laughs> see my own impact that that strongly and like that's okay. Like I don't need to have like a very a super strong like impact on the game and its history or whatever. Like um there are plenty of people who who do remember my accomplishments and presences and like and i remember them and the people that i shared them with so like ultimately like that's all that really matters and um you know before before i stop playing or stop competing i do want to win one major um so like that's still on the bucket list like whether or not it gets accomplished like we'll see you know got a we got at least a couple more years in me um but yeah i i think like for the most part i i tend not to look back too often for better or for worse um and just kind of keep trudging along day by day focusing on like what needs to be worked on what techniques i need to practice um and i just try to keep finding the love and playing the game I think that's something that you are that you're extraordinary at doing because you have stuck with the game for so long and I couldn't help but think when when PPU retired that there was like oh, does that mean SFAT is like about to but I was like <laughs> of course you're two separate people you don't have to retire as a team or anything like that but it's just it's so cool that it's not just people like Mango or or Hungrybox that have been playing for like in the 2005 2006 time frame and is still playing today, it's also people like you. And uh, I mean, I know that you haven't like won tons and tons of majors or, or anything like that, but it's just like, I still think that you have put in a lot into the history of Melee and not just from the perspective of, you're the guy from the doc <laughs> or, or you're yeah. the guy from the whatever or the memes. Like, 
an SFAT jam, which is now my favorite jam to do in, in Twitch chats. I love SFAT jams so Let's much. Go. Yeah, it's the best. It's one of the best things that came out of Summit Champions League season two, for real. <laughs> but as a player, you have, in my mind, like you've done so much. Like I would, if I were to be told, like in the future, that I could have not the amount of accomplishments you've had, because unlike you, I never actually did go into a melee tournament until this year. That was my story. Instead of hearing about melee in 2006 or so and immediately starting to try and enter tournaments, I was just like, oh, uh, you know, I'm just too shy or or whatever. And I did, I I played that excuse for over a decade before starting to like try to come out of my shell, like nowadays, hence the podcast. But for you, you've you've done so much more than that. You've chosen to stick with the game and you have been someone who I enjoy watching play. And when when things happen in your in your favor, I'm always excited to see that for you. So I'll be rooting for you at places like Riptide and and so on and so on. Hope to see you at the next Smash Summit to maybe do a, a short hot falcon not falcon up air a fox up air or whatever it ends up being to uh, to 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 finish i want to make sure that we plug where the people can find you and any other closing ide- thoughts excuse me thoughts that you had as we wrap up yeah um on twitter i'm at sfat uh instagram sfat.smash on twitch uh as fast 17 and yeah that's about it and my youtube's a mess so i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna share that i haven't even posted anything in a long time um but yeah no uh, thanks for having me i i appreciate our time it was a lot of fun doing this podcast and um you know to everyone watching uh, consider eating less meat Hey, let's go. That's cool. I'm sorry. That will be a hard decision for me to make, but that that's great. We didn't even talk about that. But then again, that's also spin okay. zone. You probably don't like being talked about at every single interview that you do. So, eh? That's okay. Hey, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Alrighty. Uh, so. we, we can save it, save it for next time. <laughs> you're very you're very generous you're very generous if if the if there's a next time yes thank you so much for joining me on bottom of the smash mountain that's fat awesome yeah thanks again guys and uh see you later <laughs>